an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. Hey guys, welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and today we have Kevin Wilson with us. Howdy. Hey Kevin, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. Going good. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. It, you know, it, you sound a little down today, Kevin. Is it? Is it because of TikTok might be banned in the U.S.? TikTok's my life now, Andrew. TikTok's I don't know how I'm going to move on without it. <laughs> so, so I, I personally haven't used TikTok. And actually, just why don't I welcome everybody to the show first? If you guys are listening um, on our live stream on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, or on the radio waves, um, or on podcast, or maybe some other way that that I don't know. Um, welcome to Radio Free New York. Today's topic is going to be Trump tip TikTok and what what it all could mean. What what are the issues? What is TikTok? Um, why is Trump talking about banning TikTok? Um, is that an okay thing to do? What are the repercussions going to be? Would there be economic impacts? Uh, will this make America stronger? Um, or, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. Um, but before we do that, Kevin, have you used TikTok? I, I've used it a little bit. Um, I don't have it on my phone. I've played with it on other people's phones because, well, so describing what it is, it's like you, you get like these series of short videos, uh, and over time you don't like really pick who to follow type of stuff. Like you, you, you kind of just, you get served content video after video after video and TikTok figures out what type of content you like you know you can skip stuff or you can say all right i'm gonna watch this more i'm gonna read what the comments on it are and you can it'll start serving you more stuff that you like so if you like dog videos it's gonna show you a bunch of dog videos if you like videos where it's it's people uh, making stuff, then it's going to show you people making stuff. If you like political videos, like you like people doing impressions of Donald Trump and Barack Obama, then it's going to show you those things. Uh, so it, it figures out and it knows what you like without you telling it. Um, I think I, I've i seen it compared before. So instead of like asking you, you know, like what type of pizza you want, it just delivers that pizza to your house <laughs> because it already knows. Yeah, yeah, because it, it would kind of be like, it looks at the history of the pizzas that you've ordered before and decides which pizza you're likely to want and sends you that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's what it is. It's, it's pretty popular uh, with like a younger crowd. Um, again, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Like I, I played with it. It's fun. It's really addicting. Like you can sit there and, and just watch stuff for, for hours and it just goes by. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. It is, 
it is fun. Uh, you know, I would probably not make a lot of content for this, but you know, me personally anyway, but it, but it is fun to, to use. Um, now here, here's where the catch is, right? So it's owned by this, uh, this company called bite dance, um, which is kind of accused of passing along data to the Chinese government because most companies in China, the state has some sort of, uh, say in that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. And it's kind of part of my reason for being skeeved out by the app in the first place. And I, and I think I've talked about this before. Like, it, it's not quite state owned, but like they seem to be passing along stuff to the Chinese government. Uh, at least that's what the accusation is. Right. Now, what they say is that in the U.S., the servers are totally separate. And even though it's still owned by, you know, ByteDance, that it, it's. Uh, not being passed along to the Chinese government and that, you know, the only time they would pass along that data to any government is if they were lawfully subpoenaed to do so, right? If someone got a warrant to do that. Um, yeah, and one so, one thing I, I do want to do, I want to make sure that everybody, like, understands what the app is because people are probably thinking, like, isn't this just, like, YouTube? Like, is this a Chinese version of YouTube? Um, no, it, it actually that. helps people create their own little videos, like little dances, lip syncs, comedies, and other stuff like that. Yeah, It'll like integrate you're able in. to add music in super easy. You're able to add in effects really easy. Like the, the editing tools on that are also pretty darn cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like a, a video version of, of Instagram, almost. Like it allows you to like manipulate the video, do stuff, create things that people think are, are cool and entertaining. Yeah. Um, you, you remember in, Vine? Remember that one? That was around uh, for like a year or so. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of a similar concept. Vines had to be like, I think it was like under 15 seconds, that type of deal. And so yep. people would make these like nice short videos. The TikTok things are like, it, it's very similar. Uh, it's just that the editing software for being able to add in popular music. So it's really easy to just be like, all right, I want to find this song and add stuff to it and then do a dance to it. That's a, you know, a trending thing or like lip sync along to it. Um, and you know, people do these different challenges and whatnot. And I think TikTok has come up in our fake news Friday a few times where mm. like there was a rumor that people were doing like, um, oh, what was it? It was, it was something where like people were like, uh, trying to, to like basically stick a fork or something in, uh, like white sockets. Oh, it, so, something it, it was something yeah. really stupid it was fake it was like one person did this thing and now like oh it's a tiktok trend so you know you're gonna see continue as assuming tiktok sticks around for a little bit and uh we'll talk about that in a bit but assuming it sticks around you will continue to see dangerous new trend on tiktok because you know that's people love that news has been that's pe people love being afraid of social media trends or or any trend that kids these days are doing um i mean i remember my mom asking about trends she saw on Oprah back in the 90s. Uh, and I'm like, no, mom, I've never heard of that thing in my life. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and what's interesting, too, so I, I wanted to see um, how many people are using TikTok. Because so this discussion will be about, um, you know, Trump talking about banning it. And I was like, well, how many people does that impact? Like, what, what type of market share does TikTok have? So TikTok has 128 million downloads in the U.S., and they say about 100 million U.S. users. So that's that's a lot of people. A third um, of the country. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And then worldwide, they have 800 million users. 
So, so we're maybe about 12 to 15% of their market share. Their average user spends 52 minutes a day using the app. 90% of their users use the app every single day. And more than 1 billion videos were viewed on their app daily in 2019. Yeah. So it's, it's certainly pretty well used for sure. Yeah, so it's it's incredibly popular. Again, lots of young folks use it. Uh, the, someone someone gave TikTok credit for sabotaging Donald Trump's rally in Oklahoma and ha- making sure that like there's some trend of like young people going and, and buying tickets um, to the rally so it would look more inflated than it was. I, I don't really give that all that much credit. Uh, I think we may have talked about that before too. So, so people are like, oh, he's just trying to get back at them for uh, sabotaging the rally. That's not really what caused it. It was just people didn't want to show up because they're worried about it, uh, and people were spread out where they were. But I don't know. It, it's it's incredibly popular. There's a ton ton of young folks using it. There's a ton of people of all ages using it. I know people older than me that like to use it too. Um, because it's fun, easy to consume, and you know, if you don't want your content to be political then it's not political either. And that's, that's why I've heard from people uh, who like it too. It's like, if they want to do political stuff, they can find the political stuff. But if they don't Facebook and Instagram, it feels like everyone's just talking about politics. And this is escapism from that. It's Mm. a good way to just not think about that stuff for better or worse. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment on that right now. I'm just saying that's what people have told me what they like about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some of the things I came across as I was looking up, you know, TikTok and just seeing, okay, what is, what is the draw was, or not the draw, but like, what, what are the accusations for this ban? Um, and Kevin kind of mentioned that, that the accusations are that data from U.S. citizens could be being sent and siphoned to the Chinese government. And that has become like a national security threat concern. Yeah, um, uh, I got a, I got a quote for that. If you you want me, to oh read yeah, what yeah, 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 go ahead. Said. So uh, said these Chinese software companies doing business in the United States are feeding data directly to the Chinese Communist Party, their national security apparatus. Pompeo told Fox News Sunday morning futures show uh, early in the day on August second. Could be users' facial recognition pattern. It could be information about their residence, their phone number, their friends who they're connected to. Those are the issues that President Trump made clear we're going to take care of. These are true national security issues. Yeah, and so, so, oh, go ahead. So, so that's that's what it is. You go ahead. Yeah. So the the um, the interesting thing about this is some some security experts are are going out and saying, well, you know, this may or may not be a national security concern. Um, it may just be theoretical, um, and and that. That alone, some people are saying, well, the theory that this could happen is is reason enough to ban the app. And others are saying, well, it's just a theory. Is that enough? Should we be banning an app over a theory? So we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to uh, share with you guys TikTok's response. And then we should talk about that. Should we be banning things over theories? We'll be back in a moment on Radio Free New York.
your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got Kevin Wilson here, and we're talking about TikTok. And does TikTok pose a national security threat? And if it does, should it be banned? And if we just think that it might, should it be banned? Kevin, what, what what are your thoughts? No, <laughs> I should not ban it. Uh, I, as I've said, I choose not to to use that app because I also don't particularly want to take the risk of the the Chinese government having a bunch of my data. I don't like that. That skews me out. So I just don't do it. I don't know that there's a legitimate national security threat in this app that would warrant banning the app altogether i feel like in this country you know if you're gonna you're gonna run a business or you're gonna run a social media platform if the government's gonna make the case that this needs to be shut down they need to to start ponying up some evidence and say hey look this is what they're actually doing and i think if they show actual evidence of that its viability will drop overnight too a lot of people will be sketched out by it and they they won't they won't want to uh, participate in that anymore. And then from there, you could take some legal action. Now, of course, what's, what's happening now anyway is they may get bought out. So maybe the the, the point won't matter. Um, could be mute. You know, but one thing that I think is, is interesting, because um, I've got people, you know, in my personal life who use TikTok, and they're like, oh, why don't you have a TikTok? And I'm like, ah, you know, I just don't like the idea of my data being stolen. I'm not comfortable with their privacy policy. And they go, well, like I have nothing to hide. I'm not worried about it. Like they, whatever data I give them is, is fine. So, you know, for those people, maybe they feel comfortable enough with that. And should the government say your comfortability with giving somebody else, your data is not, not yours to authorize. And, and well, I, I can I can hear the folks. I can hear the keyboards getting ready right now. I I, I know what's coming, guys. We all use Facebook, like yep. almost all of us. It, Facebook does this exact same stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you're worried about like I feel like some of this is projecting, like worrying about TikTok. Like if we should be worried about TikTok, we should probably be worried about Facebook too. Facebook has so much data on us, just a crazy amount of data. And for me, I don't really mind it all that much. You know, if I don't want something on there, I try to be careful about what I post, what I do, you know, what type of images I put up there. But yeah, Facebook's building facial recognition algorithms to um, 
be able to easily identify you. Google does the same thing. If you ever use Google Photos, like whenever you like now, whenever I add a new photo to my phone, if I forget to turn the settings off for this, it's like, hey, do you want to tag your dog in this photo? And I'm like, how did you know that was even my dog? Yep. Yep. My, my, yeah. my dog specifically. Um, you know, you want to tag Winston? Know Winston. <laughs> um, but yeah, so faith, Facebook's doing something very similar to this. Google does something very similar to this. They have all that data and, uh, we don't always know how much of that they're sharing with the U S government and what the U S government is doing to track those messages. We know like, uh, through the, the Edward Snowden revelations that happened oh, what, back 2013, 2014, way back when, you know, that they were tracking keystroke data and metadata and all this other stuff way back when. So, so the American government is doing something similar. And I want to make this a case of what about is either. I can be concerned about America and China separately. Um, but that being the case, if, if the Chinese government is doing this, like, again, I, w Maybe it'll start an interesting conversation about what American social media companies are doing, but but it still comes back down to me. Should the U.S. government ban this? No, no, they shouldn't. People enjoy it. It's, um, I think it's a thing. If people are having fun with it, like it's a free speech issue for me. Yeah, and you know, TikTok has had kind of like an interesting defense for this. I haven't seen them anywhere say no, we aren't stealing your data. No, we're not giving it to the Chinese government. That statement might exist. I didn't see it in the like 20 some articles I read about this this morning. Um, but what I did see is they said, well, you know, our CEO is American and our servers reside in the US and our headquarters is sure. in the United States. Therefore, we should be fine. Um Right. I would rather see them say something like, we'll update our privacy policy and we would never do this. Um, but also I don't use the app, so I, I kind of don't care that much. <laughs> you know? See, uh, yeah, I care about this from, from the perspective of like, if, if Americans want to be able to use an app that, that's based in another country and that app is successful, great. You know, I think that there should be no barriers to competition for that. Um, and you know, if, if there's competition to things like Facebook and Twitter and, and Google, you know, fine, I embrace it. I like it. And again, it's a matter of, I should be able to use whatever app I want. And, and as long as I have the ability to be able to understand those risks, like, I think it's, it's unacceptable for, uh, social media companies to be deceptive about their privacy yeah. policy. But as long as they say it on there, yeah, you got, you got, yeah, you got to be transparent about it. I don't, you know, if they, if people are if they're they're doing something weird with data i at least want to know about it and in and, and facebook you can see all the weird stuff that you they do with your data and you can you can check all that stuff out if you want to it's it's all there for better or worse it's you, you give them a lot of permission to do stuff <laughs> just just to let you know um but again uh i i i think it's a a speech issue right like software to me is a type of speech that if if this is something that is being operated domestically too which which you could make an argument that it is that they're clear about their privacy policy and people want to use it and people want to advertise on it then why get in the way of doing that unless you can prove that there's a legitimate national security interest for this and, and even amongst the case that they said i'm not sure that there quite is right now yeah yeah and so i think that the next question becomes 
do we expect the data collected by TikTok that the U.S. government is extremely worried about, do, do we expect that any of that would change if brought to the U.S.? Because one of the things I think about is, okay, um, it would be fairly easy for TikTok just to switch over to pop up a U.S. company and transfer their assets over. Like, and I say fairly easy, that's that's maybe like an incorrect term. I'm sure all the attorneys and CPAs heads just exploded. Um, but super easy. It, what do you guys even do? What you get yeah, yeah. What do you guys do? You just like fight the IRS. Um, but it, you know, like if they just did that, does that circumnavigate this whole entire issue? And does the yeah. American citizens and the American government go, oh, they're an American company now? Now it's okay. You can just do the bad things you've been doing or that we suspect you're doing or we're accusing you of, but now you're an American company and you can do those things just now for the American government instead of the Chinese government. Well, so so here's actually what's happening right now is that Microsoft is trying to buy TikTok. Good old American company, Microsoft. Um, so they're trying to buy TikTok rights uh, for the United States, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. And so... Microsoft being a U.S. based company kind of has different expectations about what those privacy um, uh, protections are. Uh, again, having already navigated some of that and figured some of that stuff out. Uh, and you know, I'm not sure that we're going to really get greater privacy from this. It's just going to be owned by an American company. So they're trying to buy that. That sale almost fell through over the weekend on rumors that President Trump might ban the app anyway, even though I think that that would somehow be even more illegal. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not like a constitutional lawyer or anything, but it, but it feels more illegal. I don't, sure. know, I don't know if it feels more illegal to you. But so they, they may be doing that uh, and they may be buying uh, a that stake in, in TikTok, and they would be managing the, the servers here. So at least if there was a privacy violation or you found out that Microsoft was handing off our faces to the Chinese, like, you know, you can kind of do something about it. Yeah, so then it kind of becomes like, well, now we have the power for recourse. Like, they could still do bad things, but then if they're here, at least we have the power of recourse, and maybe that puts people's mind at ease. Um, but even so, like Microsoft has had spats with the U.S. government in the past over things as well and been to court with them and, and things like yeah. that about, you know, different software, antitrust stuff and, and a whole bunch of other things. So it, it's one of those things where you trade one evil for another, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, so, guys, we're going to take our break. When we come back, I, I think we should explore the economics of what this could mean, because this feels very much like a U.S.-China war thing with a software company caught in the middle. What could this mean for other businesses that are in China, businesses that are in the U.S. that do business in China? We'll talk about that and more when we come back on Radio Free New York. A 
reminder from Abate Monroe County. American bikers aim toward education. Distracted driving is dangerous, so pull over and eat. Don't try to read your mail and newspaper and stay off your cell phone. Make a mental note to be more alert, making it a habit to expect the unexpected. Remember to look twice. Save a life. Train yourself to watch for motorcycles which are harder to see. Join Abate and your family will be protected with a free $4,000 accident policy. Ride safe. Ride free. Ride often. Abate. If you ride, ride with us. Google Abate Monroe County. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got Kevin Wilson with us. We're talking about TikTok. It's a social media app that you can share videos on. It helps you make videos, add in effects, add in music, uh, do lip syncs, and all, all sorts of other little things. And then uh, send it out on the internet, and people who are looking for those type of videos can find it on their phone. Um, it's used by over 100 million people in the U.S. right now. And Trump's talking about if they don't sell to a very American company by September 15th, um, TikTok will be banned in the U.S. And we've talked about kind of the... Uh, the use of the app. We've talked a little bit about the security concerns for the app that's that's driving this conversation, but I think we should talk about the economics of what this would mean, what this could mean moving forward, um, and also something that President Trump said that I personally have a, a, a kind of an uneasy feeling about it. To be honest, I, I don't know that it's right. I tried to see if it was like something that could legally even happen. Um, but Trump said that, and I've got this in quotes here, a very substantial portion of that price is going to have to come into the treasury of the United States because we're making it possible for this deal to happen. So what he's referring to is um, Microsoft is looking at purchasing TikTok and the assumption and and meetings that have happened are saying that if Microsoft purchases TikTok, it will not be banned in September. Um, they'll, they'll be allowed to operate still in the United States. But now Trump is saying that if this sale goes through, the U.S. government should get a large sum of money, almost like a, a finder's fee or you know a brokerage agreement fee or something like that. I'm not exactly sure what it would be for allowing this sale to happen. Um, For me, I've I've got some issues with that because it's like, we're going to shut down your company unless you sell your company. And when you sell your company, I want a large portion of that sale. Like that's, that's how I feel. This is what was just said. What what are your thoughts, Kevin? I mean, he's not, the president isn't wrong that the sale probably wouldn't be happening without uh, his intervention. Right. So because ByteDance probably wouldn't be looking at getting out of the U.S. market if it weren't for the fact that the U.S. government was threatening to ban TikTok. And and this is something that's kind of been popping up over the last few months. Like he's been making kind of moderate threats about it, and it seems like it's escalated over the last couple weeks. Now, in this case, you know, ByteDance doesn't want to be left with nothing. So they're like, all right, best thing we could do is sell to an American company, cash out. That's That is what it is, right? The, the the idea that the U.S. government would create that situation 
and then ought to get a portion of that sale is, uh, yeah, that's not how we do things in the United States. No, they, they, but by threatening the use of government force and then extorting some money because of, of that threat of use of force, that's not, those are mob tactics. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, that's, does anyone think that's okay? I would love to hear from folks. If, if people are listening and they're like, yeah, this is a-okay, we should be getting a cut of this. Let us know, 585-346-3000. Give us a call, but I don't know. This it, this doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, it just, it it leaves me, actually, the literally the first two things that came to my mind when I read this and saw it and heard it was mob and extortion. And like, and you said it yourself, you know, that those are like the type of tactics that is, I just, I can't see, here's, here's what I could see. I could see a company struggling in another country and the U.S. government saying, hey, we could connect you with a buyer in our country and we could help move things along, but there's going to be some fees to make that happen to cover the cost of this or something like that. But it wouldn't be a situation that the government is not only creating but then forcing and even then, I don't know if that's even legal the, that way, you know? Um, so, yeah, it, it feels really wrong to me. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not the way that we should be looking at things. And we're getting some comments online. Uh, Mark Kogowski, our, our good friend uh, from the LP, is saying extortion fee. And uh, Lonnie saying, you know, Microsoft was was uh having these talks with a uh, bite dance for tiktok and and then you know u.s has a huge portion of tiktok users president threatens to ban tiktok 12 hours later it's a you know could be an american app yeah but he's yeah. saying bravo president trump bravo the trickster wins again i'm not sure if you're being sarcastic or not Lonnie. um but yeah i don't know this doesn't seem right to me and then and bob saying you know uh why instead of china the u.s government will be collecting and storing your data via microsoft i don't see the difference all right fair enough man that's yeah it's 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 one government or another i, I mean i think objectively for all my criticism of the american government it is less bad than china's government i i don't think that's a controversial opinion yeah yeah no but, I, I think most people would would probably agree with that um i i have some other concerns though like so if this is the path that we're taking as American government, and and if we do this in this way, because American government has done banning software before, but in a, a very different way, even during Trump's presidency, and we'll talk about that later in the next segment, um, but being done this way, what's to stop the Chinese government from saying, hmm, nope. No more American software companies. Well, they, they they're not going to be that. allowed to do business in China unless they move to China. And what's to stop the U.S. government from saying and doing the same exact thing to other companies based in China as well? So, so they do. The Chinese government does already do that. Like they, they don't have like Facebook in the same way in China without using like a VPN. You know, they they don't have Twitter in China. They have their own separate versions of that. They can't have Amazon in China. For, for basically because the Chinese government uh, set, doesn't think that it would be able to exercise the control over those platforms that they would want to do. You know, they, they want their citizens to only see certain things. So they, you know, 
ban those platforms for that purposes. And then they say it's the same thing, like for security purposes. Um, I don't feel right that we're trying to do the same, like use some of the similar justifications for that. Like, cause like I said, that, that, that has already happened. The Chinese government already does this and they use very similar reasoning for doing that. Um, so it sounds like we're becoming more like the Chinese government, which I feel like isn't very popular in the U.S. So just you know, throwing that out there, by making a move like this, we're saying, okay, yeah, we're going to do the same things China's doing. Yeah, no, it kind of feels like that. No, uh, we should do again. To me, I, I, I can be skeptical of TikTok all I want, but that's my choice. And I think that's what we need to stick to is that it is your choice to be able to use this software, use the stuff that you want, use the app if you want to. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to see through it. I think a lot of people are going to see through um, what the U.S. is trying to do here. And it's going to maybe it'll have political ramifications. I don't know. Uh, but maybe, you know, it's just one more thing. Hopefully people say like, oh, the U.S. government isn't quite being fully transparent in why they're doing this or they're they're acting in a way that we don't expect a free republic to act like yeah. extorting money and and banning software outright yeah and what, what i found was really interesting is that TikTok's headquarters and and their servers are in the united states currently yeah. and TikTok is now saying that they feel like they're caught kind of in the middle of the u.s china war and this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for that and so they're talking about moving their headquarters to somewhere more neutral, like London, so that they have better distance between themselves and, like, the U.S. and China um, to idea. try to remain, like, an international company. Yeah, not bad. Uh, so so just kind of an, an interesting unfolding of events that's happening. Um, you know, to be honest, I think if it wasn't discussed that the U.S. would get some sort of special fee for this whole process. I think a lot of people will have looked at the situation very differently. But mm -hmm. now that that's, like, in play, and maybe it isn't really in play, but mm -hmm. even the fact right. that it was said and suggested, I think really has a lot of people, like, saying, wait a minute, mm, this this doesn't feel right. No, absolutely not. All right, so what we're going to discuss when we come back from break, we're going to talk about, is, is this even legal? Like, can, can we do this? Have we done this? Um, and kind of what, what are, you know, the legal implications and ramifications for this? We'll talk about that when we come back on Radio Free New York. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There 
hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. We've got Kevin Wilson with us. We're discussing TikTok. Trump is saying... They don't sell to a U.S. company by September 15th. They will be banned from operating in the U.S. Even though their headquarters are here, their servers are here, they have an American CEO, but they're being accused of selling America's data or maybe sharing it even with the Chinese government. And I was trying to figure out, is it even legal for the president or the U.S., the federal U.S. government to ban apps and their access uh, within the United States. And I was trying to find some examples. I got to be honest, it was, it was pretty difficult. Um, Kevin, I don't know if you found some stuff. I found some very limited cases, um, but, but not a whole lot. I'm not so sure that, you know, something being illegal or unconstitutional is going to stop our government from doing things. But, you know, I can think, I can think of one case like where, software or code has gotten banned um and i I could think of it in in relation to defense distributed documents that's one example that comes to mind um do do you remember what that was no i I was trying to think back i i have an example from 2017 but i'm not i'm not sure that i'm familiar with that so so defense distributed they're the ones who make 3d printed they they had made the files for 3d printed guns Oh um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't even remember what the there. There's some URL for it um, where you can go and like you could download these like CAD files uh, to be able to to upload to a 3D printer, and you'd be able to print uh, one of their their 3D printed um, guns as like a single shot type of deal. Um, and that one, the the U.S. government really cracked down on, and social media platforms also cracked down on. And I and I tried this one myself. I, I sent a link to a friend. I was like, hey, can you look at this? And I just sent it over, and then, like, this thing popped up, and it said, like, this is a, a, a forbidden link. Uh, you can't send this in Messenger, and, like, it wouldn't open it. It wouldn't, like, it would not send what the what the, the text of that was at all. And even if you tried to modify it slightly, but you could still understand what it is, it would still ban it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. So I did find this one example in December of 2017, um, Kaspersky Antivirus, which is a company out of Moscow, um, was banned from federal, civilian, and military computers as a part of the defense bill because they were worried that um, they couldn't really find enough detail to see if they had any evidence. And, of course, well, uh, me is just a lowly mere citizen. I probably wouldn't have access to the data anyways. Um, but they, they had a fear of a threat of this software, um, being on these computers and how it could potentially, um, give access of data to the Russian government and, and Russia as a whole. So in a defense bill, they actually made it so 
that you couldn't have this software on any of these federal computers. But I, I think this is really different than saying, you know, the American people can't have access to an app um, that is sharing, I don't even know if information is the right word as much as expression is the right word. Because when you're creating yeah. videos and you're talking about things and you're singing and you're dancing, you know, that, that feels a lot like expression to me. And I don't know that this would even be the right thing to do. I like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right way to go about this. And I think the right way to go about this would be something along the lines of, um, having a law for transparency which i i don't know that exists um but having a law that's pretty explicit about transparency and then the apps that don't fall in there then then maybe you'd have some recourse i i don't know I, it's kind of like a complex situation to unbox um and i'm not personally a big fan of regulations and laws to begin with i usually like to go the route of like standards um and you could probably use standards, actually, because yeah, you could have, have transparency standards. But, yeah, what, what do you think, Kevin? Yeah, man, I think we, as long as we have the expectation of what level of privacy and what type of data is being shared, I think that's that's really the way to go. And, and you're right, it is an expression issue, which is interesting because when TikTok was first coming out, some of the criticism leveled at it was that the, the Chinese version of TikTok um, was censoring pro uh, any, anything relating to Hong Kong. That if people were talking about the Hong Kong protests at all, um, that those videos would suddenly disappear if they were critical of the the Chinese government in in both China and allegedly some other countries, then those uh, the, those videos would just be gone. Um, and so yeah, that's a that's a spooky thing. But we're we're kind of suggesting that you know, like again, we will erase an entire app because of. It, some concerns about um you know where where this data is going i think like the better thing to do is to find out like well where is this data going and if if there is legitimate concerns to be raised then then share that information publicly and try to get them to rectify it or or show what's happening and so they can be clear to the people who are using this thing you know what's going on and then what about the the thoughts and concerns because i can imagine somebody saying that big corporations will just lie and hide and cheat to keep their profit margins in, intact. So how do we how do we look at that type of um, claim and mentality and say that regardless of the fact that big corporations have done like pretty bad things and have lied about what they're doing, how do we uh, you know move forward if we were to just have them say that they're going to be transparent and better with our data? I mean, so is our government. Again, if they're if they're lying about like their terms of service, then you have grounds to be able to sue them. That's not, someone, some lawyer is getting very excited about the idea of a class action lawsuit with with that type of deal if they lie about their terms of service because it, stuff like that's happened with Facebook and Twitter and and I think maybe MySpace at one point in time got in trouble for that too. Um, you know, but again. Keeping a wide open field for this type of stuff is, is where we want to be. Um, we, we want people to, to have that freedom to try new things, to experiment with things, to figure stuff out. They should be transparent about it. And if they're lying about their terms of service, then, yeah, sue them. That's great. What I don't want to do is to have the government try to micromanage that stuff because then that just entrenches these social media platforms as uh, incumbent players forever. Then it's very, very hard for new cool things to pop up 
and and replace the old regime and and innovate you know we that's what i worry about with the the tech hearings with uh twitter and facebook is that the regulations that are going to end up coming out of that um which interestingly enough they're like kind of prefaced on antitrust regulations even though like we're, we're seeing cracks in that system through players like tiktok they're, they're going to end up locking those uh social media platforms in place indefinitely and making it impossible for competing firms to be able to rise up and uh and, and offer a viable alternative to to facebook and instagram and twitter and and maybe tiktok will be in this this role one day too if it's not crushed right now yeah yeah well and it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because seeing some of the hearings from facebook and some of the questions that were asked um by these these national leaders you could see that there was such a gap in understanding and how this technology works um what is done with the data how it could even be done you know there there were so many questions that really had me pretty nervous that <laughs> you know oh, yeah these, these, guys these things have being no done idea would be a problem. Yeah, they're going to regulate it, even though they don't, they don't really know what this is. They don't know what it's doing. It just scares them. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So that, that's what we have to look forward to. We have uh, more regulation, I think, um, more expense, possibly the death of some innovative ideas and applications. And... Uh, you know, more misunderstanding on how technology works. Yeah. Young people, if you're mad about it, maybe look at what your representative is doing related to this right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Radio Free New York. We'll catch you same time, same place tomorrow.